All right, here we go. So today's daf is daf mem dalad amad aleph. We're starting from the beginning of the fourth line down on the page. Now, we ended off the sugya um, yesterday discussing the drasha of kol and kikol, how that relates to chametz mixtures and whether or not you're chayav kares. We completed that discussion. And then at the end of yesterday, we touched on a new discussion, um, starting from Omar Rebbe Avohu, which was five lines to the bottom of the page. And we're in the middle of that sugya. And let me, let me just explain what we're holding in this sugya, okay? We ended off yesterday by discussing that any iser in the Torah, anything that's forbidden to eat in the Torah, in heter mitztarif le'iser. The heter is not mitztarif le'iser. <clears throat> so, if you have um, a half a kazayas of bacon and a half a kazayas of hamburger and you eat a full kazayas combined, you're not chayef. It's usher, right? You're not allowed to purposefully eat something non-kosher, but you're not chayef a carb. That is the rule in general. Okay? In other words, we don't look at the mixture as if it's one chefza shall iser. We don't look at the mixture like, oh, now since combined, do you have a kazayas? No. This is the rule in general. Half a kazayas treif, half a kazayas kosher, and you eat a full kazayas, you don't bring a carb. We gave an exception to this, which is Nazir. A Nazir who eats grapes that are less than the size of a kazayas, if it has bread mixed with it, he's going to be chayev. Okay? The reason for that, we learned in the Gemara, is from this concept of mishras that we're going to touch on later on this on today's uh, daf, which means when the Torah assers the Nazir, it doesn't only answer the nausea from eating straight grapes. The nausea is even answered from eating anything that has grape in it. So all of a sudden, the grape is included. Okay? That is, um, that is uh, one exception to the rule. And then Ziri told us that even things that belong on the Mizbeach... As well, when it says sa'ar bal saktiru, that you're not allowed to burn any sort of chametz on the mizbeach. When you bring a karba mincha, for example, a karba mincha is not allowed to become chametz. So even if I have half of the shear with chametz, half of the measurement with chametz, and half doesn't have chametz, it's going to be like nazir, and I'm going to be chayiv. Okay, that was the. Uh, we had a little bit of a back and forth, but that was the ultimate discussion that we're picking up uh, that, that we're picking up from we're now on daf mem dalit amad aleph the beginning of the fourth line yosef rabdimi vika omar lo lahai shmaitza okay rabdimi was sitting and saying over this halacha that usually when you have a combination of iser and heter if there's less than a kazayas of iser you're not chayev unless we're dealing with a nazir so Omar lay Abaye le Rabdimi. Abaye said to Rabdimi, the Kali Surin Shabbatira ain't a heter masarif le iser. Do you mean to tell me that in general, heter does not join together with the iser? Yeah, and if you take eat, if you have a half a kazayas of bacon and a half a kazayas of kosher hamburger, you're taking that chayev? 
Also, let's see if that's true. But we learned in a Mishnah concerning Truma. Hamikva shall Truma. If a person, let's just translate mikvah just to give me a kick. Yeah, just so I get a kick out of it. We'll translate it as kasha. It's not kasha, but that was when I was a kid. That's what my mother would uh, eat her hot cereal for breakfast. Yeah, she would have kasha. Okay. And we would get farina. All right. So a person has hot cereal that's trum. Vahashum vahasham and shalchulim. And let's say you have uh, shum, you have garlic, the shaman and oil. That is chulin. It's not truma. So I've got two foods. I've got a truma cereal, and I've got standard garlic and oil that is not truma. V'nogat And a tvul yayim touched part of the truma. Now a tvul yayim is somebody who stole tamay, but he already went to the mikvah. Right? So he's a very low level of Tumah. The halacha is posal es kulam. It posals up the entire cereal. Now here's what happened. I got the cereal that's primarily truma. I added in chulin, garlic, and oil. He touches this one mixture. The whole mixture is now a problem. Vahamikva shel chulin. But what if the hot cereal, the kasha, the farina, was made of chulin, v'hashum v'hashem and shaltruma, and the spices, the garlic and the oil that is in the cereal is the truma, v'naga t'vol yayim and a t'vol yayim touches part of them. So what's the secondary ingredient here? The oil and garlic, that's chulin, right? Uh, that's that's shuma hit. So like pasal alam makoim magoi bovad. Only the part that he touched is going to be pasal, and the part that he didn't touch is going to be okay. Basically, you look at the main, the primary ingredient in this hot cereal. If the primary ingredient in the hot cereal was truma, then if a tfulyam touches it, the whole thing's got a problem. But if the primary ingredient was chulin, and only the added spices, we'll call it, the garlic and oil, is truma, so if a tfulyam touches it, the whole thing doesn't become tome. And we said about this, why is the area that the Tfulyam touches it, why does why is that area possible? But any oil and spices, any oil and garlic that was inside of the hot cereal should be bottle berife. Right? It's bottle majority. The majority of this thing is chulin. A drop is chuma. We said, oh, a guy touches it, so the place that he touches a problem. Why? Why? Any potential truma that should passel up the, the cereal, you're allowed to eat tummy chulin. You're not allowed to eat tummy truma. So a little bit of tummy truma we're concerned about. The Yom Rabbi Barabachana, Rabbi Barabachana explains, Matam, what's talking the reason when a tful yaim touches a chulin cereal that's got garlic and oil truma? Why taka is the place that he touched an issue? Because since if a, if a czar, somebody who's not a kayan, would eat this cereal, he would be chayav if he eats a kezayis. All right? That's the halacha of the b'risa. That's the halacha. Okay, so let's say this halacha outside. We said, Ravdimi said, that any time 
you have a mixture that the Isser is less than a Kazayas. Combined does not add up. But over here we have a case of Truma cereal that became Tomei. If a, through a Tvulyan. Then we say since the cereal was Tomei, the whole thing's a problem. But let's say I have a Chulin cereal that becomes Tomei. And the only thing inside of it is the garlic and oil that's truma. That's the only potential problem. So only the part that he touched it is a issue. However, if a non-Yisrael eats this, uh, this cereal, if he eats a kazayas of it, you're still going to be chayev. Now, how much iser is in the cereal? Again, it was a chulin cereal. Let's halt cup. Let's, let's keep on. It was a chulin cereal. Just the garlic and oil was truma. Yet we're saying, if any non-Kohen eats a kazayas of this cereal, you're going to be chayv. Why? There's not even a kazayas of, of, uh, of truma in there. According to our rule, that there's no such thing as joining Yisurim, according to that rule, why in the world are you going to be chayv? Okay? Says the Gemara. Hey, Chidomi, what's the case? Isn't it because we're making him usher because Heter is mitzarev to Isser? So you see that even in general, outside of a Nazir, if you eat a mixture of Isser that's less than a Kezayis, as long as you ate a Kezayis, you're going to be Chayiv. The Gemara says, not a good kasha. My Kezayis, what does it mean is Chayiv for eating the amount of a Kezayis? Dika Kezayis v'kadeh achilas pras. It just means that there's taka, a Kezayis of Truma, if you eat a Kedei Achilas Pras, which is the amount of time between two and nine minutes. And if somebody who's not a Kayan eats uh, the proper amount from this cereal, you should know that if you eat the Pras of this cereal, by definition, that means you're going to be eating at least the Kezayis of Truma. And that's why you're Chayev. But why are you Chayev? Not because you're Chayev on a combination. You're Chayev because if you do the mathematical equation, you'll end up having for sure having eaten uh, Kezayis of Truma. And I see on the chat that uh, Reb Aaron says that tonight's uh, learning should be the Eli Nishmas, Yehuda Leiben Shleiman Nassim. All right, who's that? Frek the Gemara, the Gemara says, U Kezayis b'Kedei Achilas Pras, the Raisahi is a Kezayis b'Kedei Achilas Pras. If I eat a Kezayis within the two to nine minutes, is that taka going to be make me chayav me daraisa so that I'm chayav in a carbon and I'm chayav in malchus? in. He says, yeah, if you, even if you eat a mixture, as long as you eat a full kezayish, you're chayav me daraisa. So he says, why in, why in the earlier did we learn that there's machlekes Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Eliezer, and the Chamin about kutachabavli, this old milk with the bread that's mixed in? All we need to say is that a person is uh, is going to be obligated if you eat Kedei Achilas Pras. Elamai, what are you going to say? Mishum de Heter Mitzaref Le'iser? You're going to say because Heter's Mitzaref Le'iser? And now you're going to have uh, chametz, the bread that's mixed into the whole Kutach HaBavli. Uh, so now the whole Kutach HaBavli becomes a problem. Saif, Saif, am I bringing up on the later of Elizabeth Kutach HaBavli? Why would they be arguing in the end? Ela Hanuch Kutach HaBavli. So you're going to tell me, oh, Taka, so, so... Kutach HaBavli is different, right? Because what's Kutach HaBavli? It's chametz because there's bread inside of the dip. But the whole dip itself is not chametz. 
And people, as the Gemara is going to say soon, people don't eat the dip straight. Well, if you even eat a kutach straight up, you're not even going to be high because that's not considered a normal type of eating. People don't take a bottle of ketchup and squirt it in their mouth. People don't take a bottle of mustard and squirt it in their mouth. It's a dip. Nobody eats their dip in that fashion where you just put it straight. You take a drop. You take a little bit of the dip. How in the world can I ever be chayav? Nobody eats a kezayis of kutach ha-babli b'kedayachilas pras. That's for sure not the case. Ve'im mishtar kashotar ve'ochel. And if he eats it in the regular way, so it's going to take too long. It's more than a kedayachilas pras. Let's book kezayis b'kedayachilas pras. And it's not even considered eating at all. So the chachamim must hold that the there's no such thing as being chayav um, by the kutach ha-babli, by these chametz uh, mixtures, because... It's not even happening today, Achilas Pras. This should be the conversation of the Mishnah. Says the Gemara, I'll ask you another question. If the whole Zach over here is, if the whole thing, if the whole discussion over here is, not the amount of Truma slash Chomets, Isser, being eaten is a Kazayas, but rather we're dealing with the amount of time. We're not dealing with a a, a Kezayis mixture, we're just dealing with a full Kezayis of Isser. But in a larger amount of time, Eisvei, I'll ask a challenging question. Shtei what happens if I've got two pots? Achashachulam vachashotrum, i got two pots. You know, they play this game where uh, the street performers do this, right? They take three or four baseball caps or pots, they put something underneath it, and they move it around, right? With their hands, you got to guess which one it is. I forget what the game's called. Yeah? So, what happens if I've got two pots in front of me? One pot's got stam food, plain food. Another pot has shuma. They're both in front of me. In addition to the two pots, I also have spice crushers. I got these black pepper crushers, yeah? One of the black pepper things that you crush the pepper with, forget what they're called, that that has a truma black pepper. And the other one holds chulam black pepper. So I've got my truma black pepper crusher, my chulam black pepper crusher, and in front of me I have a pot, a, a chicken soup of chulam and chicken soup of truma. Now, I don't know, what I, I crushed my black pepper, and afterwards I'm not sure which one went into which. Did the truma black pepper go into the truma pot? Did the truma black pepper go into the chulam pot? Yeah, it's a game, right? How does it work? So what's the halacha? So let's read, through, let's read this through. Shtei I got two pots. Acha shachulim, acha shachulim. One pot is chulim, one pot is chulim. V'lefneim shtei maduchis. And in front of them is two spice crushers. Acha shachulim, acha shachulim. Also, one of them is chulim and one is chulim. V'naflu elu l'saychelu. Black pepper from one fell to the other one. We don't know which one it is. Says the Mishnah, fascinating halacha. Mutarim. It's okay. We're going to assume, Rashi says, what I was going to explain, we're going to assume the chulin fell into chulin and the chuma fell into chuma. Shani Aymer, chuma l'seich chuma nafla, v'chulin l'seich chulin nafla. Now, that's the halach. How does this connect back to our Gemara? V'i amrit kezayis v'kadeh achilas prasda raizah 
But if really the halacha is that if you eat a kazayas of truma bekedei achilas pras, it's also midaraisa. Why are we being lenient over here? We have a suffix. And when you have a suffix, Dairaisa, you should be machmir. And we should say the truma fell into the chulin, the chulin fell into the truma, and the non kayan can't eat anything. Why are we being lenient? Why do we, uh, we paskin lakula? It must be it's a derabonon dik alacha. But how can that be? Says the Gemara, no, no, Taka is. The reason why I'm being mekul is because din derabonon, Amar lei, hanach lechumatavon derabon. He says, no. Spices are never biblically truma. The only things that are biblically truma is dagon v'sirash. You got to separate mice from your grain and your wine. Everything else is truma midarabona. Okay? Or your, your oil also. Your oils is, is daraisa. Olive oil. Everything else is taka darabona. And since truma of a spice crusher is the Rabbonon, that's why we're allowed to be lenient. But interestingly, if I have a pot of, of uh, if I have a uh, cake in front of me, a truma cake and a chulen cake, and then I've got uh, in front of me chulen oil and truma oil, and one falls into the other one, and we don't know which one, there I'm going to be strict. Because that's dealing with and there's no room to be lenient. Bottom line is, there's no question from this case because this is dealing with truma We're not dealing with mixtures of truma. Hence, there's no question or no proof. Okay. So now we're going to ask another question on Ravdimi again, who held. Always Ravdimi's halacha on the bottom of Abu Beis. That if you ever have mixtures of Isra and Heter, you need a full kezayis of iser to be chayiv. You don't look at the mixture. You need, you need total iser in order to be chayiv. Okay. So let's ask a question on that. Eser, that's a challenging question. Shtei kupa, I have two boxes, achash chulun, achash chulun, one we know is chulun, one is chulun. Lift name, shtei son, and two of them, there's, there's a, a similar word in English. Like, a, you know, it's a, like a silo. Right? Silo is this thing that holds grain. But it's, it holds a sa'a of grain. So you have, again, you got four buckets, right? You got truma and chulen, and truma and chulen, one falls into the other, and this whole thing gets mixed around, and we don't know what fell into what. Mutarin, it's allowed. This is a dinda iraisa. Because it's grain. Why do you say this fell into that? We should be strict. It must be that we're not dealing with it. This halacha doesn't make any sense because you're not going to have a full shear. He says, no, you're wrong about the grain as well. You know why? Because I hold truma nowadays, once the Besamikdos is destroyed, all truma is Midrabonon. And this Mishnah was written for a time of Gullus. It was written when, after the Besamikdos was destroyed. And that's why, even if it's grain, we're allowed to be lenient. We're allowed to be makeable. Because again, it's Safek Dirabonon Le Kula.
Okay? So, interestingly, if you just want to put things into perspective, according to this answer, we really could have answered this in the previous step. We could have said, instead of saying, oh, Tavlin is the Rabbanon, right? Spice is the Rabbanon. Why didn't we give this answer earlier? Give this answer earlier and say, oh, everything is the Rabbanon. So, the answer is, because otherwise we wouldn't have been able to learn this halacha, right? From here you see, first of all, two halachas. Spices are always midrabanan, even the times of the Beis HaMikdash. And secondly, anything after the Beis HaMikdash is destroyed, even if it's grain, we're giving it mitzad a din derabanan. Says the Gemara, we're done with that. Says the Gemara, going back to the bottom of Ahmed base. Let's talk outside for a moment. Ravdini's halacha originally, and then we gave an exception, was if you have a half a kazayas of Isser, a half a kazayas of Heter, they join together and a person eats it, he's not chayev. Because you only ate a half a kazayas of Isser. The exception to this was a Nazir. A Nazir who eats a half a kezayis of grapes and a half a kezayis of bread is going to be chayev. Why? We gave a pasa called Mishras. Mishras is the word the Torah uses for a Nazir, which lets us know not only is it for, forbidden for a Nazir to eat a grape, it's even forbidden for a, nazir, for a Nazir to eat anything that has grape in it. And since I'm eating the grape with the bread so it's considered like it's infused the flavor is infused in the bread and I'm going to be chayev the Gemara is going to focus on this pasuk, on this halacha of nazir for a little bit mishras is the word mishras really coming to tell me the halacha that a nazir is chayev even if he doesn't eat a full kezayis of grape we need the word Mishras for a different halacha, for the following b'risa. It says Mishras. It says by a Nazir, he's not allowed to eat anything that has grape. Which lets us know that Tam is Ke'ikr. When you have a flavor, when you have a flavor, that makes it like it's Ikr. That makes it like it's an Ikr ingredient. Meaning, She'emshara anavim b'mayim. Let's say the Nazir goes ahead, takes full grapes, and soaks those grapes in a water. The Yeshbahem Tamiyai, guess what's going to happen? Even what happens to the grapes? Nothing. When I pull those grapes out, they're just as full and even more bloated than when I put them in. But interestingly, if you let them sit there for a while, the water is now going to taste like grape. Even though the grape is completely still, the juice is still completely inside the grape. The flavor is going to go into the water. And if a Nazir does that, Chayev. He's Chayev for drinking water that tastes like grapes. And this halacha that we, we learn out from Nazir, Tam Ke'ikr, very important halacha, by the way, generally in Hilchus Kashrus. This is halacha Lamaisa. Tam Ke'ikr. If something has flavor, it's like it's actually there. You can't soak bacon in something, 
pull out the bacon and say, oh, the flavor, you know, if you just look at the flavor, it's butthole bishishim. No. If you could taste it, it's not butthole. It's not nullified. The whole Tarakula, we know Tam Ke'ikr. Uman Nazir Sheini Surah Yisraelim. Because just like a Nazir, it's only a limited amount of time that a person is a Nazir. Ve'ini Surah Yisra'ana. And he's only forbidden to eat. He's not forbidden to benefit. And eventually the Isra is going to be over. Still, we're so strict on the Nazir. And we say, oh, Nazir, you drink any water that's got grape flavor in it. Mm, you got a problem. You're never allowed to eat Klayim, things that, uh, forbidden things that are planted together. Don't we have a Kavachimer? That you should make any flavor like the main, uh, like the main ingredient, okay, and it should certainly be aser adin and the same thing would be true for a uh, for arla something that's inside of three years. We know is aser to uh, it's aser to eat and it's aser to benefit from. If the halach is by nazir where the guy's got a way out, and there's leniencies, so it could, it could apply to any case that's got a more strict prohibition. Okay? Now, what does it mean that, uh, that Klayim has Shtayim? What is uh, Arla, I'm sorry. It says Klayim and Arla. It says for two reasons. So the reason why Arla has two reasons to make the Kavachimer is, first of all, because of, uh, of Tamke Iker, that it's the nazir is more lenient than the arla, and the same kavachimer would happen um, even even on one side, uh, even with one logic. Okay, because arla, you have the iser achila, you have the iser ana, and it lasts forever. Yichap, a nazir is only aser b'achila, not aser bana. Arla is aser b'achila and aser bana. A Nazir is Usr now, but will be permitted at a later time. Arla's Usr now, and will always be Usr at a later time. So it's got two reasons why we should be more strict on Arla. Says the Gemara, Hamani, who's the town of our Brisa, Rabbonani, Rabbi Echanan, the Amak, Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Echanan, who holds Mishra. Uh, pause. I shouldn't have gone to the answer too fast. Let's explain what the question is outside before we say Hamani. What's the Gemara? What's bothering the Gemara over here? Here's what's bothering the Gemara. Originally, we said the word Mishras lets us know that any that a Nazir is more strict because even if there's flavor, it's Usr. So if I have a half a kazayas of grapes and a half a kazayas of bread, and you eat it all together, the Nazir is going to be chayev because of Mishras. The Gemara is now asking a question. Mishras is not telling me that Isra and Heter combine for a Kazayas. Mishras is telling me a separate halacha of Tam Ke'ikr. Infused flavor. Says the Gemara, no. Hamani, who's the Tana of our Brisa? That Tam Ke'ikr, Rabbanon Hi, Rabbi Yechonon Domerk, Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Yechonon earlier, however, holds like Rabbi Akiva. And he says that, no, it's not coming to teach us the halacha of flavor. 
Rather, it's coming to teach us that by a Nazir, if you have a half a kazayas of grapes and a half a kazayas of bread, that's mitzarif that joins together to be considered one complete kezayis. Now, the question is, and this is classic Gemara response, we're saying now it's Rebbe Akiva, we ourselves have not seen this Rebbe Akiva in our Gemara yet. So where's this Rebbe Akiva's opinion? The Gemara is now going to explain this to us. Hi, Rebbe Akiva. Where do you find this opinion of Rebbe Akiva? E Rebbe Akiva de Masnison, if you're dealing with Rebbe Akiva in a Mishnah and Nazir de Tanan, where it says Rebbe Akiva Aymer, Nazir Shashara Pita Biyayin, if a Nazir soaks his bread in wine, and now uh, all of it, Tzazamin, uh, all of it together, the bread and the wine adds up to a Kazayis, Chayav is going to be Chayav. You see that even though the wine itself is not a Kazayis, the wine with the bread adds to a Kazayis. And how do you know that, that when he says a Kazayis, he means a Kazayis of both? He doesn't mean a Kazayis of wine, but he means a Kazayis of wine and bread. Maybe he just means Takinida Kazayas of wine itself. I'll tell you why. Because if it just means the wine itself, then what's the Kiddush? Of course, if you have a Kazayas of wine, there wouldn't be a. There wouldn't, what do you mean? There's no discussion about it. Avad, that's an issue. So the Kiddush Rabbi Kiva needs to be the Afal Gav, the Taruvis, that even though it's a mixture, the Nazir is going to be Chayev. So you see from over here, Rabbi Akiva from the Mishnah. And Nazir is obligating us um, for the wine that's completely mixed in to the bread. Not because it's a mixture, but because the wine is completely mixed in to the bread. So that can't, um, that can't be the source that if I eat a half a kazayas of one thing and a totally separate half a kazayas of something else, that I'm going to have a problem. Because according to Rabbi Kiva, it's only an issue when it's totally absorbed together. So the Rabbi Kiva of the Nazir is not the Rabbi Akiva that's, that we're referring to. El Rabbi Akiva de Brisa. Rather, maybe it's different than of Rabbi Akiva from a Brisa which states, Tatanya Rabbi Akiva Omer, Nazir Shashara Pita Biyayin, if a Nazir soaks his bread and wine, V'yachal Kezayis Mipas Umiyayin. And you eat a Kezayis of bread and wine. There, you're going to be chayev. Okay? So you see, where's this kazayas? Where do you get a kazayas from? A combination. A combination, right? The bread and the wine. Lost the place one second. I went, I went back up a line. Yeah. So you see that since Rabbi Akiva is learning that the wine and the bread are completely mixed together, we're going to assume that he's using the Pasuk of Mishras to let us know that when you have a, uh, when the Isser, which is the wine over here for the Nazir, is completely mixed in to the bread, then we say that holds true by a Nazir, but it doesn't necessarily hold true anywhere else. Where's the, again, where's this Kezayis? Do I have a Kezayis of Isser here? No, because what was his case? The wine and the bread together added to a kazayas. A nazir is allowed to eat bread. So it's the wine and the bread together that causes the iser. It must be, Rebbe Kiva holds, that a nazir holds 
the Masbir Bekiva holds that by a Nazir, even if I have less than a Kazayis of actual wine, the combination causes the Isser. So maybe this is a good proof. Gemara says, okay, we'll take that. We'll take that. But if Rabbi Akiva holds Mishras, is teaching me the halacha of Nazir now, so now let's ask a question in general on Rabbi Akiva. According to Rabbi Akiva, that you're chayav by a mixture, what's going to be my source for kola terakula, that tam ke'ikr, that flavor gives, uh, that, that uh, if there's flavor there, it becomes like a primary taste. What's going to be your source? Everybody else learns it out from Mishras. You're using the word Mishras to let me know a halacha specific to Nazir. See, I know kolat erikul. I know everywhere else. Tamke iker. So Gemara says yallif basar b'cholav. He's going to learn it out from basar b'cholav. Lab time of ba'almuhu ba'aser, because basar b'cholav is flavor. It's tam. It's flavor that gets mixed in. One gets mixed into the other, and still we say ba'aser. Um, still we say it's aser. So the same thing over here, everywhere else, and any other halacha will say that the same way by Basar B'cholov, if the flavor of the meat gets mixed into the milk, or the flavor of the milk gets mixed into the meat, even having just the absorbed flavor, it's going to be a problem. So too, everywhere else. Okay. The Rabbanan, who already know Tam Ke'ikr from Mishras. So... The question now is, why do they need a Pasuk? Why don't they learn it out from Basar B'cholov like Rabbi Akiva's? They say you can't learn out other halachas from milk and meat, from Basar B'cholov, because the whole thing is a Chiddush. Milk and meat doesn't make any sense, except that the Torah tells it does. Right? Why? I'm allowed to eat milk. I'm allowed to eat meat. All of a sudden, you combine it, you can't eat it. I'm allowed to eat peanut butter, I'm not allowed, uh, and I'm allowed to eat bread. All of a sudden, you make a peanut butter sandwich at Susser? What in the world's going on? Think about it. That same logic should apply to milk and meat. If I'm allowed to eat peanut butter, and I'm allowed to eat bread, so I can make a peanut butter sandwich, if I'm allowed to eat meat, and I'm allowed to eat milk, I should be allowed to make a milk and meat sandwich. It's a chiddish, the meat's fine, the milk's fine. Combined, two positives make a negative. Right? That's a chiddish. They say there's a... a uh, language arts teacher was was telling his class two negatives make a positive but two positives never make a negative so one kid says yeah right yeah there you go two positives made a negative yeah yeah right <laughs> all right so you got it but here's the Gemara saying like this it's a chaik it's a chaik every other iser you're going to have Tray for meat and kosher this. All right, I can understand. If it gets mixed together, fine. So you had Isser here. All right. But to have two kosher things mixed together, maybe over there, since it's such a big chiddush in the first place that it's Usser, so maybe over there only flavor is an issue. Because if I'm, once I'm being strict, I'm going the whole way. But by a standard case, maybe we don't say Tom Ke'ikr. And therefore, according to the Rabbanon, I need a Pasuk of Mishras to teach me Tamke Iker everywhere else. Says the Gemara, Umay Chiddush. Where's this unique Chiddush? If you can tell me the Chiddush like we just spoke out. 
Book by itself is okay. Meat by itself is okay. But all of a sudden you mix it together, it's a problem. Klayim nami. What about klayim? Yeah, that's a good question. What's the luck of klayim? You're allowed to plant grapes by itself. You're allowed to plant wheat by itself. All of a sudden, two positives make a negative. Yeah, all of a sudden you do it together. It's going to be a problem. And that's going to be usher. Uh, so you see that there's other cases besides for Basar B'cholov where, uh, where two positives make a negative. So it's not the biggest chiddush in the world. So you know what the chiddush is? Here's the chiddush. That if a person keeps meat inside of milk, even for 24 hours, it's permitted... As long as it's, you know, as long as, uh, you know, it's not giving off um, the flavor, okay? I mean, there's me, the raisa, because it's not cooked. But all of a sudden, it's cooked for a little bit amount of time. All of a sudden, it becomes usher. Now, this is talking about midaraisa. Midaraisa, if you don't cook the milk and meat together... So what do you do? You soak it, you rinse it off, and you're good to go. Midarabonin, you can't do that. But midaraisa, you could. But midaraisa, you could have 24 hours together, no problem. All of a sudden, cooking, uh, you get it above 110 degrees for, for one second. All of a sudden, the whole thing becomes usher. That's the chiddush of Basar B'chol. This is Taka Big Chiddush. So according to Rabbi Akiva, who learns out from a Kavachimer. So he needs Mishras. So what's he going to do? He learns it out from Giulei Nochrem. Alright, so Giulei Nochrem is the following halacha, what we know as tiveling. Right? We know that when a person, if you purchase vessels from and created by a non-Jew, right? if you buy vessels made by a Yid, you don't need to tivel it. If I buy a new uh, a new vessel from Amazon, new pots and pans, I don't need to kosher it because it's brand new, but I need to be it, right? I got it. There's a certain uh, tuma that exists on the vessel. This is learned. It's learned out from the taiva, from the taira that anything that can be koshered with fire with heat uh, by the midyanim, they also ha- it also requires tevila. You also had to dip it in the mikvah. Okay, and uh, when you when you want to kosher something that you buy from a non-Jew who used it, so you need a full-fledged koshering process because of flavor. When you buy a pot, uh, you buy a grill from a non-Jew. It's just the flavor of the tray that's in the grill, and still we say it's usher. So to over here we say by any forbidden food. We should say uh, you see from here that uh, flavor is like ben. It's like it's like it has something to it. For Rabbanon, and according to Rabbanon, who use the pasuk of mishras, why don't they learn this out from the um, from the kashering and tivling process of the goyim? They say the tak also a chiddush. I'll tell you another halacha. This is also very very important to take into account when asking a kashras question. Was it used in the past 24 hours? Because why is that an important question? Because the halacha is, something that hasn't been used in the past 24 hours, any flavor that's there is pogum. It becomes a bad flavor. And midairaisa is only usher to use positive flavor in your kosher food. 
Once something is outside of 24 hours, the rule is no sane tam lifegam. It gives its flavor in a negative way, and it leaves the, the orisa category. So all of a sudden, we have a lot more room to be lenient because it hasn't been used in 24 hours. Well, the same thing is from a grill of a guy. If I buy a grill from a guy that has flavor, yeah, I got to kosher it. Oh, of course you got to kosher it. No. Why, of course. The guy hasn't used it in 24 hours. It's nice and tam lefagam. Nice and tam should tell me mutter. That it's, it's totally allowed for me to use. If there's only grill around, let me use, uh, let me use their oven. The garmina min And we know that halacha is true from a nevela. That once taste has gone bad by tarfus, it's no longer asamidar aisa. But all of a sudden over here, when it comes something I buy from a non-Jew, all of a sudden it's asr. That's a big chiddish. And since it's such a big chiddish, I can't use that as a source for every other halacha. You can only use something as a source when it's a standard halacha, but something that is a wild halacha, incredible chumras. For example, as we thought, had incredible chumra. Now we're saying, oh, incredible chumra, I buy something from a non-Jew. It's only flavor in the first place. Second of all, it hasn't been used 24 hours. Even any flavor that's there is a bad flavor, and still you're telling me I need a kasherit? That's wild. That's a chumra that doesn't extend past itself. The Rabbi Akiva. And Rabbi Akiva is going to hold like Rabbi the son of Rabbi Huna. He says that the Torah only asers um, a person from using a pot that's a ben yomo, that has good flavor. Okay? And therefore, it's not considered um, it's not something that even gives off a pogum dika flavor because um, any flavor that's been there, let's say you, you buy something that is what we call a ben yomo. Let's say it's within 24 hours. So it gives off a positive flavor. So since you have a halacha, let's say I would buy a grill from a guy who used it 10 minutes ago or used it five hours ago. So not, you, you see Tom Ke'ikar over there? Granted, in other words, the response is going to be, yeah, granted, the grill and the koshering is a big chiddush because it's nice and Tom Lefagam. However, it's not always a big chiddush. It's not always a big chiddush because sometimes it's not nice and Tom Lefagam. It's not. For example, the guy did use it in the past 24 hours. And therefore, it's giving off a good flavor. And since it's giving off a good flavor, it's not a chiddush anymore that I need a kosher it. And since it's not a chiddush anymore that I need a kosher it, we can use it as a source. Uh, oh, if over here, tam ke'ikr, flavor is a main ikr, so too everywhere else. For Rabbanon, why do the Rabbanon argue? They say no. Even if it's a bas it still gives, it's still a little bit pogum, meaning like this. It's not like you take a magic wand after 24 hours and all of a sudden, poof the flavor becomes spoiled. Ugh. It's not the way it works. Rather, over the course of 20, the first 24 hours, it, it slowly but surely begins to spoil. So they'll say it already has a spoilage in it. Even if it's 6 hours, 10 hours later, whatever it is, even if it's not a full 24 hours, it's still Tom Pogum. And since it's still Tom Pogum, it's still a Chiddush that I need to go through this whole process. And since it's a Chiddush, I can't use this as I can't use this as a source of tamke iker for everywhere else. 
From the Allah of the Rabbanon, let's try to figure out what Rabbi Akiva holds. The Rabbanon holds from the word Mishras, written by a Nazir. Flavor is like the main thing. And uh, from over here, um, you can learn out to all the other Isurim in the Torah from a Nazir. Rabbi Akiva Nami. And according to Rabbi Akiva as well, Mishras Laheter Mitarif Laisra. We should say that Mishras Laheter, when you have a uh, 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 taste that's infused um, of permitted food that gets mixed with forbidden food, your, we'll talk Nazir, your grape and your bread. So grape is Usr to the Nazir, the bread is Mutter. We should use that as a source as well for all other isurim kula. The same way we're using the rabbanon as a source. Why don't we take? Why doesn't Rabbi Kiva use this as a source? The same way by nazir, the principle of tam Iker applies that that the flavor becomes a primary substance. Let's learn that out to every other place as well. Amarlei. So, Rav. Acha said back to Rav Ashi, right before it was Amalei Rav Acha, Breda Rav Avia, Rav Ashi. Rav Acha, the son of Rav, said to Rav Ashi. Yeah, so Rav Ashi says back to him, Amalei. So Rav Ashi responded to Rav Acha, Breda Rav Avia, and he says, Top of tomorrow's daf, Mishum Dav Nazir Vechatash Nekzua Bamke Echad. The reason why you can't learn out Nazir being Tamke Iker to everywhere else is because of Shnekzua Bamke Echad. The and you can't use and uh, because the shakes of Bom you can't learn it out from them. Okay. So this needs explanation. So let's explain this step and we're gonna hold it here in Mitzvah Hashem. So let's we're, we're touching on a, a unique halacha that needs uh, that needs a little bit of introduction. And that's as follows. How do we know if you could make a drasha from one halacha to other places in the Torah? How do we know if you're ever allowed to do that? So the halacha is, if you, have, if you find a halacha somewhere, and there's nothing telling me it shouldn't apply elsewhere, so you have a right to compare halachas. And to say, oh, if you find by this halacha in this part of the Torah, let's take our example, tam ke'ikr, that a f- a absorbed flavor is like it's here, and it's like it has substance. So, if that applies to a Nazir, that'll apply to Basar uh, Bechalov. It'll apply to any uh, treif. But let's say I find the same rule elsewhere in the Torah. Meaning, let's say I find by Nazir, the Torah tells me Tam Ke'ikr, flavor is like a primary thing. And by a dead carcass. The Torah would also tell me Tom Ke'ikr. So now I have two sources in the Torah. All of a sudden, here's the rule. If the Torah writes in two unique places, one halacha, Tom Ke'ikr we'll call it, flavor, absorbed flavors like substance, it's right in two places, you can't say it applies to everywhere. 
You can't. It doesn't apply anywhere else. You know why? Because if the Torah wanted it to apply everywhere, it should have just written it once, and I will know. Oh, if it applies, if Tam Ke'ikr by Nazir, oh, it applies everywhere else. Why did you also write it a second time? If the Torah felt the need to write the same halacha a second time, that's telling me that I'm now limited to these two times. Because if I wasn't limited to these two places, you had no reason to tell it to me in the second place. You should have just written it once. The only reason why the Torah writes it twice is to limit it to these two places. So when we pick up tomorrow, the Gemara is going to ask this question and say, yeah, granted, we want to use Nazir as a source of Tam Ke'ikr that absorbed flavor is like a primary thing. But if we find one more place where Tam Ke'ikr applies, all of a sudden Nazir can no longer be a source to the rest of the Torah. And we're going to start looking for other places to see whether there's additional sources of Tam Ke'ikr. And we'll pick up from Nazir Ha de Amaron Bez Hashem tomorrow.